Yes, welcome back to Mobile Rolling, the South Australian edition. It is uh, overcast outside at the moment. We are having some sweeping showers across Adelaide. They are expected to clear, but it's been a little breezy since yesterday afternoon, and uh, that breeze is still hanging around here in Adelaide right now. But uh, we've got a big 10 race card at Globe Derby, and I thought we'd get Dean Elliott on the show this morning. There's so much happening in harness racing at the moment. I'm, I'm not sure where to start. And as I said to Dean off air a short time ago, I think we probably need an hour, but we've got about 15 minutes. So we're going to try and cram a lot into this. As we say, good morning to our CEO of Harness Racing SA, Dean Elliott. Good morning to you, Dean. Good morning, Tim. And yeah, what a great morning it is. A fantastic weekend with the mm. result of the Eureka with a fantastic... South Australian flavour to it, um, and it really just underpins so many great things that are happening in SA at the moment. Yeah, it's quite it's it's quite remarkable, isn't it? A horse from uh, from Kadena, you know, Tyson Linky owning the horse and uh, bred in South Australia, and and of course, um, yeah, the the uh, the slot was purchased by uh, by ABR and Summit Bloodstock, of course, Aaron Bain Racing. Um, so it had that flavour to it, and and she was a bit of a long price in the race in Cipher, but. You know, in the run, uh, I'm sure you watched it as well, Dean. Um, the, the leaders obviously did a fair bit of work up front, and you sort of thought, well, who's going to come from behind in the Eureka? And and there she was pulling three deep, and and she was running down probably the best horse in Australia right now. Yeah, she's just so tough and so brilliant. We knew how special she was at two, and then to train on at three, uh, I think the connection started to really get excited about you know, what she could do in open company. And obviously that's the biggest leap to take. And um, and she just, and she passed that test with flying colours, didn't she? And as you said, look, she's Victorian trained, but she's very much South Australian, SA bred by Tyson Linky. And, and isn't that just a wonderful story from Kadena and with, with his family, Pauline and Ross and mm. Tara Shea there, who are massive supporters of harness racing in SA and have been for a, a long time. And, Will be for some time longer, I guess, as well. And, and Tyson having the foresight to send that mare, he is pride and joy to Captain Treacherous, who had three runners in the race on the Eureka. Mm. At the Eureka, and I think he, he got first and third, didn't he there? Mm. Um, and then to combine with, you know, Tyson, such a he's such a thoughtful, deep thinker kind of person that loves harness racing, and to team up with someone very similar or some mm. people very similar in Aaron Bain Racing and Summit Bloodstock and Aaron. Of, of course, is a very deep thinker as well in terms of uh, of, of racing and, um, and and how to get the best out of his business and his horses and himself. And he's a very high energy character. And combining mm. those two, they just complemented so well as the you know the connections of the horse, the slot holder of the horse, and it was a perfect union because it tied in South Australia. Um, and and sort of being a little bit privy to what happened behind the scenes in that slot holder. Uh, process I guess you know Aaron did he had plenty of sleepless nights and um, a few curveballs thrown at them I might let him tell tell mm. those tales another time to you but mm. uh, it was quite the journey but the outcome was he the, the team were left with in cipher and you know beautifully handled trained to the minute by by Emma Stewart and Clayton and of course Luke McCarthy steering and and as you said it, it was a great battle um you know, Leap to Fame, who is just the superstar of Australian racing, really put it to catch the wave. And, um, you know, he was there representing Queensland and, and Kevin Seymour. And, you know, for Captain Ravishing to come through and do what he did to run third after, you know, a bit of a setback. And, and even the magician, I thought, like, hats off to Tasmania. And yeah. Tassie sort of in a probably a similar size and set up to us in, in many ways. So for them to, to go ahead and... and 
put the flag in the ground and say, no, we're going to buy a slot and create a concept around around representing Tasmania, I thought, you know, well done for them for, for running fourth as well. So it was, um, in terms of a first running and an inaugural event, um, mm. there's plenty there to, to be proud of and, and to grow into the future. Yeah, and looking at the vision on TV too, there was um, obviously a lot of people on track too. So I got people talking about the race. It was good prize money up for grabs. And as I said, um, Aaron Bain Racing getting involved as well. And, and they're a massive supporter of South Australian harness racing, as we know, Dean. They... They continue to buy horses and, and race them here in South Australia and um, it's just great to see some of that money come back into SA. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And I think this is where, you know, hope and belief uh, play so much of a part. And I know in, in racing we've been a little bit downtrodden here in recent years, but there's a lot to be hopeful about and there's a lot to believe in. And I think whether you're a Tyson Link, you had the belief to go and send his mare to a really promising uh, Stallion or, you know, ABR, Aaron and his team and Summit for, you know, buying the slot, but also buying a lot of horses and engaging with owners and saying, yes, we can bring ownership into South Australia and we can grow that, you know, having yeah. that belief. Or, and, and I tell you what, it's even just the belief of, you know, while that was happening at Menangle, a, a Globe Derby on Saturday night, you know, the, for someone with two or three horses in work, like, a, say, a Louis Trotter who bought Sheffield Peak over for Victoria, mm. winning a 69.99 race, and knowing that those horses, you know, um, it was an up to 44 event, Tim, and knowing that those horses, as of October 1st, will only be racing in Victoria for $4,500, having the belief and the knowledge that we're going to be running for better prize money than Victoria for more than half of our horse population in only three weeks' time. Um, or whether you're a Luke O'Neill that's really been a big part of growing the trotting ranks, which you've seen through your binoculars at Globe Derby, and we're having, you know, six trotting races a week, um, Mm. which is in a two-race program set up, which is uh, amazing. So um, whether you're big, small, in between, you're you're a trainer or a breeder or a participant, or even I have to give a shout-out to our former... HRSA chair Emma Grigson was such a big advocate for the Eureka and we had countless conversations when I say countless I reckon we had eight or ten conversations about HRSA buying a slot and at that point in time we just couldn't afford it it would have been a reckless thing to do for the industry Um, but you know the next best thing is to you know is for South Australia to have representation through passionate uh, participants like Aaron and Summit and engaging Mm. with someone like Tyson, whether it was a Tyson with, um, with Insightful or whether it was with the, the team involved with Cobber. I mean, there is mm. some top-end talent there that would have represented us at, um, with distinction and um, for everything to fall into place with Insightful. I, I think it's symbolic of the belief and, and the hope that we all carry in, mm. in the great game of racing. Yeah, exactly. Right, well said, Dean. Um, some other information that's filtered through over the last couple of weeks, Dean, uh, some stuff on the social media network in regards to prize money and also uh, some statistics. Now, I'm going to read a couple of these out, and you can elaborate on it a bit more. Um, July and obviously August, um, if you compare the two months between 2022 and 2023, the prize money handed out by South Australian Harness Racing some amazing stats here, Dean. I know we're only talking two months here, but we're talking the same amount of meetings uh, in the same time frame. But yet, 2022, we were handed out $531,000, considering this year, same time, 763. That's some amazing numbers there, Dean. 
Yeah, it is, Tim, isn't it? It's it's uh, really promising to hit the new financial year. I know we're halfway through. You know that that is a representation of, of the off season in racing, but for us, it's the financial year, and with a new agreement in place or several new agreements in place, how that works and. That represents an increase of 43.7% in prize money paid out during July and August year on year. Mm. Now, I guess half of that is related to our prize money increases and the other mm. half is due to running more races at, at those meetings. So you combine yeah. them and they're, they're powerful things. We're, we're paying out uh, much more money. It's paying for itself because we've, got, we've generated an increase in population and the further we, the further we move forward on that front the more will increase prize money. And, and I know at the moment there is a bit of a downturn in the economy, which does affect turnover, which we have to be uh, really, um, uh, we, yeah, we have to be really aware of. Um, mm. But, you know, at the moment there's some really positive signs and, you know, this has been a lot of work to put in place to ensure that we've got a funding model that can support growth in South Australian racing. And it's great to see the early signs are good. And now we're coming into the, the exciting time of the year and the better weather and the mm. tail end of the season as well. So I would only hope and expect, you know, those trends to continue. And the further they do, the further we'll keep supporting by, by putting as much responsibly back into prize money as possible. Yeah, it's a fabulous result. 43% increase in two months. That's uh, that's tremendous. Um, uh, there's some other things I want to touch on as well here, Dean. I know Maribara is pressing in seven minutes, but um, Danny Hill, some interesting information coming yeah. out the other day. Now, she's been appointed as the Welfare and Pathways Officer. Now, that starts today, I believe. Now, some of her roles that I'm reading online here, uh, welfare and rehoming plans, uh, mentoring young participants... And, of course, playing an ambassador role in promoting harness racing. Now, when we mention that, Dean, obviously I'm thinking down the path here, but obviously she would be the ideal candidate for someone to, to play that role over the carnival period, someone who knows the harness racing horses here and the trainers. And, and effectively, you know, as we get closer towards the carnival with the online stuff that we do at Harness Racing SA, she would be the ideal candidate, wouldn't she? Yeah, spot on, Tim. And Danny's been such a champion of our sport. She's had almost 2,300 wins. She's won our past seven driving premierships. You know, we know that she's um, she's had a really successful uh, recovery, early recovery stage of that back surgery that, that's going to see her out of the sulky for, you know, at, at least 12 months. So, you know, who better to have promoting our industry than one of its biggest stars and someone that can be a fantastic conduit between our, our participants and our stakeholders um, and, and, our, and our board and executives. So Danny fits that role perfectly, and obviously her background with horses runs deeper than just driving them and being such a star in that field. She has got such a great love for the horse and affinity for it. Of course, her daughter Brooke does pony mm. trots, and that's going to be a part of her remit as well. We've got actually an information session coming up on September the 17th for anyone wanting to um, uh, get involved on that side of things. So we're looking at growing uh, Danny's presence there to um, in, in, engage with young people, with people who want to enter the sport, with people that might want to renew it or further it. And, uh, and she's, going to be, yeah, she's going to be fantastic for that. And that's one that ties into what we were talking about before with our, our growth. And the, the, the more and the quicker we grow, the more uh, responsible we need to do in terms of you know human and equine welfare to mm. ensure that we're able to sustain that growth um, and we're able to promote it as well. So you know how well 
Claire Lindoff has worked in the yeah. thoroughbreds with your connection with Racing SA, Tim, through mm. the last couple of years with Claire doing a, a similar role. And, and I, I envisage, you know, Danny to really make that her own in, in harness racing. And, and, yeah, I'm really excited about her starting this week. Yeah, that's a great decision. And, of course, um, Danny starting this week, of course, as you mentioned there, and she's out of the sulky for a while. We spoke to Danny last week on Mobile Rolling. So it's going to be 12 months off the scene at this stage if and when she does come back. So this will be a great thing for her to be involved in. And as I said, most of the young drivers I've, ta- I've spoken to on uh, on Mobile Rolling, Dean, have all mentioned that, that Danny Hill is, is obviously someone they aspire to, to, to be. And obviously she's been a great mentor along the way. So that's great that Harness Racing SA have made a position for Danny. Now, being involved in Gallops Racing, Dean, I've noticed over the, the past few years that the dual trainership licences have been something that's growing all the time. Now, I see that Harness Racing SA, Katie Wilson and Jill Nielsen have started a partnership together. Now, I believe I will get the girls on the show in the coming weeks, but I believe that's something to do with Jill just starting to slow down a little bit. She wants some help around the place and, and Katie being enthusiastic and young wants to be involved. And, and this is a great thing for harness racing, isn't it? The dual trainership licence. Yeah, it's fantastic to see. We do see it in thoroughbreds, as you mentioned, quite a bit now, and it makes a lot of sense. So, uh, yeah, more the merrier in that sense. And, and I think... Jill and Katie makes a lot of sense and, and they'll be able to combine and complement their skills really well. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're, it's certainly been a case of girl power, hasn't it, of late? We've seen that you know, in Cypher winning the Eureka with Nancy and Danny and um, Katie and Jill. We've also got a, um, a new mandate with the government to, to have a, a more uh, female representation at board level and so forth. So, you know, the, the, the girls, ladies and women are really, um, and the fillies and the mares are really leading the way in the state at the moment. So it's it's great to see. Um, and, yeah, with Jill, with that, um, well, she had a birthday last week as well, didn't she? So mm. I think it's it's a perfect time to, to, uh, to, to bring on board Katie. So I'm sure the winners will be coming thick and fast with that duo. Yeah, they got Ideal in Rubies running today, of course. Um, now, we've got Maribara in three minutes. Now, Port Pirie's back up and running soon, uh, Dean. The, the, uh, where are we? October here. We're back up there on the 7th of October. So that's a Saturday night. That's going to kick off their season. Yeah, that's great. That's Saturday the 7th. That's the Kadena Cup night at Port Pirie. And there's a, a couple of a, a big races on that night, including the Kadena Pacing Cup and the Trotters Cup, both of which are win and you're in races for the SA Cup. So that's mm-hmm. really exciting to get Piri up and running. They've got three meetings in October, um, the 17th and the 31st as well, which are both Tuesdays. And then we head in and they've got two in November, two in December, including um, what will essentially be their feature Christmas meeting on the 17th. That'll be a Sunday, mm-hmm. a feature race day with the SA Size Classic and also the four-year-old plus feature event there. So um, they're doing some work on the track they started last week it's going to be in pristine condition they've had some support from the local council there financially which has been great to see mm. and uh yeah really looking forward that that winter period really went quickly and uh all of a sudden springs upon us and we're uh, we're out and about in the regional centres again, including Mount Gambier as well, yeah. I should add, which is probably the next thing you were going to mention. Yeah, Mount Gambier, the 10th of November, they get underway. So they've got three Friday night meetings, November the 10th, Friday the 8th, and Friday the 22nd of December. So looking forward to seeing them up and running again too, Dean. Yeah, and we're about to announce uh, some uh, uh, incentives or some recognition there with uh, with Mount Gambier and Port Perry and those trainers that are going to take their horses there. Obviously, we've gone through a prize money increased surge of late 
and that's mm. been centred around Globe Derby. Um, we're about to announce, um, uh, you know, something that I think will be really, really positive for, for Port Pirie and Mount Gambier, and it re- should really incentivise some participation. You know, in addition, we've also got a, a trainers encouragement concept coming along that as well for our some of our smaller trainers to be eligible for particular races. So there are more announcements coming uh, thick and fast, Jim. Oh, all right. Well, we might get you on back to uh, to talk about those in the coming weeks, of course, as we approach the carnival on Friday the 20th of October, heats of the SA Pacing Cup and Saturday the 28th of October. So we might get you back on early October, Dean. They're about to score up at Maryborough. Thank you for your time this morning. Thanks so much as always.